Welcome to the Religiously Offensive Podcast. everyone been doing pod squad pod squad <clears throat> playing pickleball that's like good. it's my job sixty dollars gabby's bidding on finals <laughs> over here during the pod that's 17 dollars. gab's just stacking them up gab's locked yeah she knows she knows how to do it she gets it she gets it <laughs> it is it's that season though we out here leveling final up. season leveling up oh. level up season oh, i missed the Facts. Yeah, you need to start pickling with us. Yeah. All right. I'll I would stop love to. Like I would attention. love nothing more. Mm-hmm. Once this, once this. Uh, have you given Have you given knee. disc golf a, a rest at all? Uh, I went yesterday. <laughs> oh, it was glorious. How'd you guys do? Uh, eh, so so. But so so. Uh, we brought the girls. UCF so, or uh, DeBerry. Did they play? DeBerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. Yeah. Oh well. Did yeah, they yeah. do good? No. <laughs> That's what I was like. No, for. they throw they throw like children. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm just like, <laughs> turn your body and throw it, like whip it. Just like whip it. It's just like going like Yank this in the air. Something. Give it like <laughs> super floppy. Like you you're just like just yoss it. And then it goes like ten yoss feet. And you're it. like, I know that your body is physically <laughs> capable. Well they're like, in, I, they're in good shape too. Yeah. yeah I don't know. That's don't hilarious. Know. But I guess if you don't if you're not used to that movement. I don't know. You figure they, out, they would throw it like you do or like I do. Like me. You oh. figure they'd throw a few good ones in 18 holes, you know? Yeah, no, I don't think there was anything. I mean, <laughs> I want to be nice, but like from they talking objectively, it was drop any putts. They got, they got a lot of work to do. It's fine though. It's fine. You know? Did you lose any discs? You're not athletic. Because too. of the girls or? Um, no, the girls didn't lose any. Oh, nice. <laughs> they didn't it's throw far enough to lose any. <laughs> One of the holes, so Christian's a Christian's just a straight tomahawk guy, right? That's uh-huh. just his mo. And uh, the first time he tried to throw like old school, like like back backhand, uh-huh. threw that thing right over the fence <laughs> immediately. My one of my discs, and I was just like, well, <laughs> oh, there it goes. All right. This is why we don't invite people that don't have discs, Justin. <sighs> There's we a disc store there. Did you get your fill of used discs? Over there? I did go buy a couple uh, putters. That was a nice. I got five bucks a pot. That was great. Oh, nice. So, like, why do you need so many putters? Do you lose them? Uh, well, the putters was just for like the so the other people had had some to throw. But I I did lose a putter actually last time me and you went to. Um, I guess if you're gonna try a putt more than once, it's nice to have multiple. Yeah, because it's not fun to just go like shag it every time. Yeah. Yeah. No, interesting. That's cool. That's cool. Did you go to church this mor- this weekend, Luke? I did. Did you praise our Lord and Savior? I did. I did do that. It's good. I listened to the first uh, 15, 20 minutes of their service. Oh, yeah. I sent it to Gabby because we're doing a song fest series. It was really oh, good. Oh, nice. We do like really good. a secular song and then like, I was like, like a parable. I was like, dude, this is like the VMAs right now. Yeah, like, she went nuts. The level of just, I mean, she had like the shiny long dress on. Mm-hmm. I was like, am I watching really? a church service right was now? It, what did you, your what campus, song or was, was it? it? Is that the main Easy one? on Me okay. by Adele. Oh, okay. <clears throat> this I lady mean, she got killed it. it she killed yeah. it. She's like our best 
female singer for sure. Because people think the hardest part about that song is the in and out of the falsetto mm-hmm. on the easy on me part. It's not. She, but she killed it. Yeah. She's a beast. It's hilarious. Christina hates that song. I know. She said that when she we were at uh, Top Golf. We, uh, we still need to uh, record and produce some music. That would mm-hmm. be so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, JJ's... We all are musically inclined. JJ's quick to move on every other thing, but he like doesn't want to make music with us. I, we've never talked about this. <laughs> yeah, what's good, bro? <laughs> First time hearing about it. Tell us how, how you really feel. They're like I'm, sitting there hanging out, like playing video games. <laughs> they're like... They're like high, and they're just like, ah. Oh, hey, why hey, won't hey. JJ make music with us? We should hey, probably ask him you first. Don't, you huh? don't know what what <laughs> substance we're using. I said hi. Hi could mean anything. High on life, baby. High on life. Having a good time is what I mean. And you're just like, we have a good time without substance. Yeah. You tell him, Gabby. And then afterwards, yeah. you're just like, yeah. I mean, you're thinking that you brought all this stuff up to me before, and I keep declining, but I've <laughs> never heard of it. So <clears throat> we have dreams of our next office having a studio. Yeah. You know what? I started watching. What did I started watching? I started watching that new Doctor Strange movie. I haven't gotten through it all yet. I saw a lot of people were beefing on that one. Said it was like, like just well, I don't weird. Know. I haven't seen it. I mean, that's kind of the direction every. Media headed, right? I just feel like Marvel Marvel has to unfortunately go through kind of a lull right now. But I like because the, mm-hmm. the yeah. Avengers, like like Infinity War and Endgame was just, so you can't, epic. You can't just keep Yeah, it has it's gotta to be. suck for a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They gotta sacrifice some like B characters. Like make some trash movies. Well the I mean, they just released some footage for like phase five and six at one of their like Comic Con festivals. But I like but, Moon Knight. Like that was good. But they, they need, just, like, some of those fringe characters to kind of take a dive so that we can bring back Iron Man. Well, that's a thing. It's like... <laughs> he gone. No He's one's ever gone. Back. No one's Tony ever gone Stark. for sure in the Marvel Universe. Now that we can time travel. We've got we got multiverse, baby. We don't need time travel. Hey, did you guys uh, listen that's to the true. Elon Musk Full Send podcast? So good. It was pretty good. So good. Yeah, I haven't heard it. Over three hours. He just mm-hmm. talks kind of... Everything, but because that because they're just real chill guys. Like where they're, uh, so it's like the Nelk boys. So they're super tight into like, just culture. Mm-hmm. So they so they just ask him like really just like I heard they didn't do a great job interviewing him. There was some awkward like, moments. There I was feel like. there was some like it felt like he was getting bored at one point. Oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, I he like was there for like over three hours. Like, I feel like. And they usually don't go much past like an hour on a lot of their pods. So it's it was definitely a lot. Yeah, I yeah, I'll, I'm gonna watch it for sure. But they're just like their whole brand is just like Party Boy, so right? It's a very I different. You, I remember you saying that it's a very different just vibe. He said he got a lot of backlash from um, smoking weed on Joe Rogan's podcast. For sure, he did. He had to like get drug tested for like a year. And all, dude, how funny is this? All of his employees at SpaceX also had to get drug tested. <laughs> Because he sucked on that podcast. He was like, sorry, guys. I didn't know it was going to be this so big of a deal. And like everyone for a year. So Because they have, they have uh, federal contracts with NASA. Yeah. Right? So Oh, dang. And it's federally so it's illegal, like, yeah. Yeah, because it's technically federally that illegal. so funny. So it's like his, I didn't whole, realize that. his whole company yeah. had to get drug tested <laughs> for like a year. Dude, that is hilarious. But he also did say that they have current... Um, He's the, contracts with NASA to take uh, astronauts to the moon in the near future. Yeah, so, yeah. It's a part of the Artemis. So program. we're actually going to go to the moon finally. Yeah, I know. Because well, we've never on, been there because on, it's all <laughs> it's all shenanigans. It's all make believe. 
All right, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not gonna <laughs> punch you in the face today. <clears throat> so, yeah, no. On the 29th Monday at 8:30 a.m. is the first window open for uh, SLS to launch. So, that's the Koreans, yeah. No, it's it's U.S. Um, <laughs> Justin's coming at JJ. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Koreans went up this past weekend, right? That was the launch from this last weekend. Well, yeah, there was also two American launches from our coast, but I synced it. It's fine. Um, basically, so the SLS program is the um, is is like the you know combined efforts of NASA and like ULA and and all of them. They're mm-hmm. using they use some like of like the the SRBs from the shuttle launches and stuff like that. They've reformatted them to like you you know. So it looks a lot like space shuttle kind of thing, SLS, but it's the biggest. It's the biggest rocket ever made to this point, and it'll be the biggest one ever launched at the end of this month. So dang, like dang, dang. more thrust than like all the space shuttles. And are those? Are they landing? People always also? talk about the space shuttle launches as being like the most epic sounding thing ever because they're massive. It was tons of like thrust. These, this is going to be bigger than that. And that was the old, like, the big orange barrel underneath the yeah, little Yeah, so this one still thing. has the orange fuel tank, except it's mm. a rocket. Whoa. Biggest one ever? <coughs> Biggest rocket ever ever launched, yeah, end of this month. I could but, be about that. I would but make then, But then when Elon does launch his Super Heavy, it'll be the biggest. But this uh, one, oh, this Starship. one's launching first. Yeah. When Starship goes up. So this will have the title for a little bit. As long as it doesn't explode, it is such an yeah, interesting. It's, it's like, insane. I'm I'm so jacked. Uh, does anyone want to go that morning with me? What morning? Yes, twenty ninth, eight thirty a.m. It's a Monday. Oh, wow. Usually, don't plan. Mostly because far, I've <laughs> I've been. Uh, it's three weeks from now. I've been on top of my breath work lately. Okay, and I found I really like it. Listening to Interstellar, main theme. Oh, mm. what a movie, bro! I feel like I'm. T- I feel like. I feel like a god. I don't know how else to say it. It's, it's just, just it's magical. I just when I think of that movie and listen to that soundtrack, shout out to Hans Zimmer. Um love Hans Zimmer. The, By the, the way, guy. like and subscribe everyone. Undefeated. Thanks. Uh yeah, he's he's incredible. Um and every time I listen to I just think of like Hans rel- Zimmer? relativity. Go. Just like mm-hmm. the theory of relativity blows my mind still. You know? How like time can pass at a different rate where we're at as opposed to somewhere else in the universe. Hans Zimmer is like a Rick Rubin legend. He's not Rick, Rick Rubin. Rubin. No. So, but, but how do we, okay. So how do we make the leap? Like how do we actually create something that goes faster than light? Um, you just do answer that JJ. <laughs> you just do you it. You have to manipulate gravity. I mean, just cause like purely like the fuel that would require, You'd have to manipulate gravity. They talk about time. But like, the good news is... talk about space being a plane that you can, like, fold. Right. And go through the, it. The good news is you just got to get started because you don't... Like, on Earth, you need gas to keep going. In space, theoretically, once you're going, you're going, right? Uh-huh. So you don't necessarily... Your momentum essentially takes yeah, you f- wherever you need to go. You don't, right. A you lot of enough... If you had fuel. enough fuel, maybe. But, I mean, the fuel source right now is a huge thing because you can't burn too much... You burn so much getting out of the atmosphere. It doesn't take a lot to stay, like, right in space. So, but the problem is getting out of the atmosphere uses all your fuel, basically. And would so, you go to like, Mars? You can't, would I go to Mars? Uh, yeah, if it was, like, if it became... Colonized? To the point where it's a short trip and I could be back in a month. I think I would, I think I would sign up. 
I think I would do it. Yeah. Be one of the first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would definitely, you know, get you out of any kind of like, you know, relationship type type commitment. Yeah, to, you, to, to fix you all of my right relational now. problems on earth, I'm just gonna go to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> That's the solution. No, I just don't have a lot of ties. I've got a lot of ties. That's the ultimate reset right there. I think it'd just be dope. I think it's just like what greater way what, to what if they said, spend a life. I don't what know if they said there's an eighty percent chance the trip's one way? <laughs> Are there females coming on board? <laughs> I don't know if they're coming or what or whatever they're it. doing. I it's I would assume yeah. they'd they'd mix it up just so just so people could gotta colonize. You, you can just start having is babies your, again, like God intended. Is that your intended. worry, just, just to make sure you can reproduce? Well, I mean, if you're gonna be there for the rest of your life, it'd be nice to have a female. You imagine if you, 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 a baby was born and it developed with Mars gravity, it basically couldn't live on Earth. What is what is that. Mars gravity? Is it more? It's or less? a fraction. Is it less? Yeah, it's it's, it's greater because it's, it's smaller. Yeah, it's greater than the moons, but it's less than Earth. So you could jump through. I could two dunk, thirds. I could dunk on like a twenty foot rim. Uh, Bet. Maybe. Send me to Mars right now. I'm maybe. Getting, maybe. Yeah, right. Maybe. These joints, these joints need half gravity. 100. <laughs> percent That's hilarious. You come back to Earth and you just a pile of mush. Yeah. This ain't it. Yeah. Or you can go to a, the reverse planet and train like Goku. In uh, <sighs> the hyperbolic time chamber. Not to fire no, everyone. No, other planet. <clears throat> no, hyperbaric wasn't. Well, as you move further from the entrance, wasn't it higher gravity or something like that? You talking about Dragon Ball Z? Yeah, I don't remember. Hyper, I thought the whole thing was just time tam, 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 tam. Yeah, and it was like one day outside was a year inside. <laughs> well, and he trained in the like ten times gravity. It was so so dope. Times gravity, like three hundred times. <laughs> yeah. they would just go Super Saiyan and then go like a thousand times. You know, it just keeps going. It's unlimited. Their power is unlimited. It's not fair. Bananas. Anyway, so that was nice. Um. <clears throat> So there was this whole, like, so I don't know. I was going to kind of go into the theme of who are, like, who do, what do people gather, like, who God is from the way Christians act. Um, so one of the things that kind of, kind of goes with it is it's like, I, you know, cause there's this, a bunch of stuff like, all right, so should Christians coexist with other religions and just like, Hey, you do you you know, whatever, right? Because that's a lot of, like, people's attitude now. It's just like, all right, well, let's just all coexist. And But then there's a lot of people who are pushy and just be like, yeah, you're, you're wrong. You know, mine's right. So how do, Tribal. You, how do you approach that? Well, it's uh, Jamie Wheel. <laughs> Lovingly. Uh, Jamie Wheel is an incredible, he's just a beautiful mind. And he talks about um, meaning 1.0 in the sense of it's it provides salvation, but it's very exclusive. And then there was a there was a wave of meaning 2.0, which was inclusive, but there really was no sense of salvation. This kind of nothing matters, but everyone's in it together. And so how do we get to meaning 3.0, where it's also inclusive, where everyone because I, I guess you just you just have to like go inside and decide you go in go internal and decide like, did God really create all of this for a fraction of us to win and most of us to lose? Like, do you really, do you really in your gut believe that's how God created it? Maybe, who knows? Which is just a challenging, it's just a challenge to get over that hurdle to begin with. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. But the projection aspect of, yeah, you can't ever judge a God based off of the people that follow him. 
I don't think that's a safe way to approach anything. <clears throat> hmm So, Luke, mm-hmm. how would you approach, um, I mean, someone who is maybe Muslim, right? Mm-hmm. So, is it just kind of like, say you're good friends with this guy, and it's <clears throat> like, at some point, you're just, you know, you want him to kind of be on your team. Mm-hmm. What is the best way to lovingly approach him about that? Versus, ver- versus, I'll give you the alternative of how people normally do it. Hey, you know, just the way you're, way you believe is not the right way. Let me show you the right way, kind of thing. Right? Yeah, it's, uh, certainly not that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think our role in all of this as Christians is to not. Um, Um, to just, I guess I'll say it is our role is to know our role. And so what I mean by that is like, I would never try and convict someone or try and, um, convince someone. At least that's my, like, that's not my role. What, What I believe is as our role as Christians is just to be inclusive and to love everyone where they are, period. And so if we just fulfill that role, then I believe that eventually, like, for example, we'll use the Muslim example. If I'm friends with that guy, because I have lots of friends that aren't Christians, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, we're just friends. And so in this example, if I'm in a loving friendship with this guy and I'm never, like, um, secretly or trying to like manipulate or convince or convict like I'm just strictly his friend then I believe at a certain point like he would be the one asking you questions mm-hmm. to open up conversations and that way you're not the one <clears throat> it's it's kind of interesting because this was kind of the message from this weekend Um, I didn't watch it like how do you so it's it was based off the Adele song. Oh, okay. I strictly watched the Adele song <coughs> and then went to brunch. Yeah, it's a, it, it's <laughs> like easy on, me is the, easy on Me is the oh, song Hawaiian title. French so toast. the message was about like like the, the saying you hear like, easy tiger, like take it easy. And so he was like basically coming at Christians that are like Facebook, throwing Bible verses at people and, you know, the people that... <laughs> we mostly talk about mm-hmm. um, and how our role is just kind of like you can have a soft approach, but still have strong convictions and all that stuff. So yeah, to answer your question, I'm not on a mission to convince everyone that they're wrong and I'm right. I'm on a mission to love people where they are and whatever comes from that comes from that. It's not my decision or responsibility. That's why we love you, Luke. Thanks guys. You're not- <laughs> Um, plenty of room at the table. Let's all eat. Plenty of room. Love that. And there's chicken today. Praise, <laughs> praise him. It's about to go in the oven. Praise him. Uh, um, so there was this other thing here. Like there was, so is there a Bible verse that addresses that my particular religious beliefs between me and God? Um, it was basically, they were considering a job with like a private Christian college and they can ask for anything. 
But he's basically saying that they there's one point they ask him about their relationship, right? We've seen this in church organizations before where, you know, just like, hey, we want to know where you stand, right? Um, there's that versus the approach of we'll just hire anybody. I guess it depends on what they're doing. There was a there was a, there was a guy I worked with at Full Sail. Uh, he was an instructor of mine, and we would always have like I would always volunteer with him on the weekends. It was kind of just like extra extra time on the gear that I you know for practice. But I volunteered, and he worked as the main sound guy for this uh, Hope Spring. I think it was called church. I don't know something like that. Basically, it was a church around you know Central Florida. And uh, he was working with him, and he was an atheist, but they never asked him <laughs> about his beliefs. So he was like the main sound guy for this church, contracted, and it's just like you know he didn't believe in God. <laughs> it was just it was, he was so just funny. Doing a job. He was just doing a job. But what's what's funny about it is that the church, like you know, if they would have known that, they wouldn't have hired. They him? wouldn't have hired him. I mean, I I just judging by the people that. When, you know, because they would just say stuff to him like, oh, you know, God bless you, brother, good morning. And he would just be like, yeah, God bless you. He would just play the part. Yeah, I mean. And it was just like, I asked him in the car. He's just like, yeah, they just they never asked me. So you had already known. <laughs> I knew. Yeah, okay. yeah. I guess that's an interesting topic. But he was like the nicest. He was a good guy. Like, yeah, you just because I mean, someone, just, yeah. He, he, was, he was a great guy. He wasn't trying to, like, deceive anyone. He would have told him if they asked. trying to change anyone's mind. Yeah. He would have told him yeah. if they would have asked. But it's just funny because it was just like, I just know how the church would have responded if they had known. Well, I would never want to. Yeah, it's definitely going to have to. I don't even know if I would tell them if they asked. Well, he was just doing a, he was just doing a job. Yeah, just like, yeah. uh, it was a pretty good gig for him. Yeah. This isn't the right place for me. <laughs> yeah. How much you need the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what, like, what is that? So if you were at a church and you were hiring people, because this is, again, this kind of goes with the how people see Christians and church organizations and stuff, because this is all stuff that people experience as they start to get closer. Uh, what is it? Is it is it the church's business to ask how, like, their relationship with God is? I mean, I see it like a, I see it like Granted, a, it's, a it's, spectrum. it's their right. Sure. Right. Okay. It's, it's their right to ask. Like, they can ask because they're the one hiring someone. But I would also is say, it their though, business? Like, should I would they, say, should they ask? I mean, I would say if that if that is a value that the church holds, like I, I see it as a spectrum where it's like, do we believe that our experience will be more impactful if the cameramen, if the the audio engineers are <laughs> Christians? Do we believe that's going to affect the environment? That's just certain. I mean, certain churches. I think you ask most Christians, and they would just say, sure. But like the reality is many churches, like I was part of a church where we really like it got to a point where it's like we're not worried about the spiritual convictions of certain people. Like we need someone that can competently, I don't know if that's the right word, but like run sound and not have to worry that like the mic's not going to be on when it needs to be on type of stuff. And so, so there's certain atmospheres where the need is so great that they don't have the luxury of right. of asking that question essentially. But if a church wants to care, I mean for sure you gotta you gotta be upfront about that. But my 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 thing is is it off putting to like hound people like that about their personal beliefs? No, I think when you're bringing someone in from the outside to do a job like that, I mean you gotta 
expect that just comes with Wait, the so you're talking about people that are just coming to do a job or people that are also going to be attending the church? You're just strictly coming to do a job. Well, like in a perfect world, you would want like a very competent person that's already part of the church to fulfill that role. But if right. you don't yeah, have someone that can do that right. and you've got to go out and get like hired help. <clears throat> then I don't think it matters. But are you talking you about really... one event or like on staff permanently? Uh, could be, uh, well, but if you're staff, on staff, staff you're, is you're one usually thing. a member of the church. Staff right? is one yeah, thing. I would say like, yeah, I would if you're say contracted, contractors, probably a, Contractors a more separate, more stuff. Yeah. But there's a lot more churches contracting people now as opposed to bringing people on full-time staff. So, and what's, what the weirdest thing to me is, and cause I've experienced this cause I've worked with like most contractors on Sundays are either tech guys or musicians. Like mm-hmm. you don't you don't contract greeters. Well, some churches might, but you know what I mean. Like that's right. not a common thing. And I've dealt with a lot of these people. Um, and I've dealt in the past. I've dealt with situations where it's like the like the guys on tech staff who are on staff are like the most bitter, sour people. And then like the contract guys are the ones that are professionals. They come in, they do the job. They're nice, like. Right, and it's just hilarious, right? Well, like they don't got—they're not coming in with baggage. They're not coming in with all the drama and, and all, all the, the all the stuff yeah. that they're carrying. Of yeah, yeah. But I just—it's just a funny observation. But no, that's fair, and I get your point. Um, where yeah, like I said, it's completely a church's right uh, to do that. So yeah, interesting. Um, this is this is something that's, and we've talked about some of this before, like when Eric was here. But when you, so, so this is, this is the title from this post. It says some asshole tried to use my suffering to convert me to Christianity. So this was from someone who basically was, you know, I, so here I'll read, I'll read some of it. Um, right. Uh, he knew through others. I'm currently almost bedridden and had to give up any prospect to work. He had someone pass a pamphlet to me that said the following, and I'll translate into English, so it's much been a different language. You are loved. During your life, we're taught we need to achieve goals like beauty, money, appreciation, be worthy, and love, you know, all this stuff. Goes into the whole, like, verses and all that. Um, so it just, it was off-putting. And I can get, like, and, and there's a lot of people, obviously, you know, <laughs> It's it's a forum where a lot of people will tend to you know be like oh yeah I agree and this and that no here's my story, um, but it 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 is interesting like so it's it's just someone who's like thinks they're doing the right thing right or they feel like they're helping someone mm-hmm. and they throw them a pamphlet or a Bible verse or they tell them like something and then they like you know tell them a Bible verse like that kind of thing Spe- Christians especially do this. You know, they do it to other Christians, but then they'll do this to other people trying to like almost like convert them. Even though it doesn't even, they may not even have that direct goal, but it seems like that to the other person. It's just like they're using the suffering of that other person. So have you experienced that? Is it like, how would you approach, I guess, those people like that that are, that are going through it? If you were, if you were, if you did care about, you care about their soul you're hoping eventually maybe they, you know, convert to Christianity, but what are you going to, what are you going to say to them? Like in this moment when they're suffering, you going to bring that up? When they're suffering, the people that are nah. trying to preach it to you, they're. No, no, no. Like I've paying attention. Um, 
No, well, no, I, I heard what you said. So, no, so the people, like, telling you it's going to be okay, they throw something about God or Jesus in there or whatever, and you're not a Christian, it almost feels like they're trying to convert you. So you're saying how would you react to that, someone that's not a Christian? No, I'm saying what is the best way to approach someone? You know, even if you do, like, hope that, you know, they could become a Christian one day, like, how would you approach them? Like, I feel like you should be upfront about what your intentions are before, like, agreed. before you even speak whatever you were going to speak. So how, like, how hey, would you like, hey, like, this is like, the, you know, obviously this is where my mind's at. Like, I just want to put this, put this on to you if it affects you like it, then it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But just know that it's coming. It's coming in a, like from a place like from the heart or whatever it is. But I feel like you should be upfront with that's true. Your thought process, I guess. Yeah, I mean that. Um, yeah, I could see it be received better that way for sure. Can't imagine most people do that though. Um, yeah. <laughs> Normally, it's a little verse on the Facebook comment. Um, I don't know, Luke. What? How do you? How do you deal with people who are dealing with suffering? Um, <clears throat> like all I know is, in my experience, the worst is when you're suffering and people like try and give you advice. That's what I was gonna say. I've definitely it's been the on the worst. other side of it. So, like, even biblically, like, and, you know, there's good instances and bad instances of this all the time. People people succeed and people fail, but, like, just be there. Like, I, I think the majority of Christian fails are, like, people trying to overcomplicate things or trying to do too much. Trey Kennedy, goaded, has a clothing line that just, it's called Do Less, God Bless. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, do less, bro. Just, just be there for them. Yeah. Like support them. Let yeah. them cry with, cry with them. Sit with them. Like I, and I've, cause I've, I've learned probably the hard way. Like I've given advice in those situations, and it's been received poorly. So like I've mishandled those situations. <clears throat> that have it's kind of like taught me. You don't have to like say the right thing, or you know throw scripture at someone who's down. You just have to be available. You don't need to approach them as a Christian. You can approach them as a human being wondering if they're okay. Right. Yeah. Right. I just, I just think like God is way bigger than we give him credit for sometimes. And I just think we get obsessed with like, we have to handle every situation like this so that God can do this. Yeah. <laughs> when it's like, our role is so much like less I don't know, like we just have to be available and whatever happens happens. Like period. So mm. period. I also feel like there's Point like blank, there's like period. this like you know case by case. There's like this opportunism, right? Where we see someone in a point of their life, it's like, Oh man, this is like prime time conversion time. Let me say this thing to him so I can report yeah. to my small group that I led someone to the Lord. <laughs> yeah, that well, ain't that's right. other, That ain't coming from a genuine place. The other no, I know, but this is, like, it is a mentality that exists. Yeah. The, the reality is, like, we cannot change anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the people that think they can are sorely mistaken. I can't, I can't go inside someone's heart and change it. It's literally impossible. So when you try and do the work that only God can do, that's when people get mad because it's like, bro, you're insensitive. You're because you're not built to do that job. Yeah. And also, what was I just about to say? What were we talking about? We're talking about like 
reporting back to your small group that you led someone to the Lord. Well, too <laughs> yeah. much of people, pe- too much of people's identity gets wrapped up into like, oh, I led, I led this person to the Lord. I shared, I shared the gospel with this person, and they received it, and so they feel good about them because someone else like came to the Lord, right? So it's like it's only selfish reasons, right? When you really boil it down to what it's really about, and I'm not, I'm not projecting that and saying that is, but it's like there's a very real reality that you feel better about yourself as a Christian when you lead more people to the Lord, which right. can easily become a very selfish endeavor. Sure. So it's like, you have to be really careful that like, if this is your conviction, like Luke said, like when I, when I really, really read the scriptures and if Jesus is our example, which is also a very complicated concept, because if Jesus is also meant to be, because Jesus himself is supposed to be our example, but Jesus didn't have a Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, how do we kind of square that circle? Well, he, well, he went to basically ministry school to be a rabbi. Right. So he was being fed of the opinions of all these other people who were translating the text. I mean, the Torah, I mean, mm-hmm. you wonder how that affected his understanding or did he have like this all knowing understanding or was he able to just directly reconcile everything that he was being taught with what God I don't know. It's a really complicated what make, thought. What What makes you think he went to ministry school? He did. He, he he trained to be a rabbi. I mean, that was his. He was a rabbi. How? What do you mean by that? Where was that one Not story like ministry where school as he we was know lost it. and his parents found him? He was in the temple. Yeah, being about his father's mean? business. I mean, he grew up. I mean, he spent thirty years training for three years, but which what is kind of funny. Though he prepared thirty years for. Three and a half years of ministry. Yeah, but I don't think he sat underneath Pharisees for 30 years. Well, I'm sure he had religious teachers. He had to have. Why? Well, if, you, if you're if you in a temple, there's religious leaders there. He was, I think in that verse, he was teaching the teachers at 12. I don't know if I see it that way. I'm pretty sure that's what it says. But if you think about it, he there's no way he had to be taught because he is the word. Yeah, but he's also but he, a man, so he started well, he with nothing. Gave up his divinity to become fully man, to to come through a birth canal and be a baby and forget essentially everything to have to relearn it. Mm, that's interesting. Because you can't be you fully to, man. You have to learn it from somewhere. He learned to be a carpenter. It's not like he just knew. He he learned from someone. To be fully right? man like, means you have to. But he's also fully God. Be a man. You have to learn things like a man. Yeah. But I'm, I think. But I think that. But that. In my yeah. understanding, that was the point of him coming, was not just to reconcile the whole sin issue, but also to 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 basically be the example of if we are to be Christians, like little Christ, like mm-hmm. Christ followers, like he came and completely set apart and set aside his divinity to show us that like you can actually live in a way completely dependent on the father mm-hmm. and the Holy spirit to actually see heaven invade earth. Yeah. So it's like, there's an element of it where it's like, sure, he is set apart. He was perfect, but also there's a part where it's, he came to be an example to say, if you can live like this, you can live a life that would actually allow heaven to invade earth. Mm-hmm. So like it, like the scriptures say, it's just like in every way he was tempted. Like we are like he, mm-hmm. he had to experience everything a human experiences according to scripture so that he could be the most relatable God. Right. So, I mean, he has to understand every element of unlearning, learning every, everything. 
or he's not. So, I mean, he could have. Who they say? I, I mean, he had to learn to like first. He had to learn to read and write, and then from there, he may have he may have just done his own self study. Because there's a lot of people that assume he did go to school because, like, that was just the rabbinic way. Like, you had to, like, do that if you were a practicing Jew. And there's also beliefs out there that that place, and, I mean, I don't know if this can be proven, but there's cultures that believe that he spent decades or, like, 10-plus years in, like, the more of, like, India in that kind of area, traveling yeah. and, and learning. It's interesting. I don't know the answers, but I— I'm I don't I don't think like, we have enough information, but I think just because of uh, there there's just a I mean there people would point to different parts of the New Testament and just say that yeah, I mean, you can only assume that he went to school to be a rabbi. Um I've heard other people talk about it and well, I cuz they called him rabbi. Certain people called him rabbi. No, no, for which sure. Which was well, a, he was. a term this is like that's you what only he was defined as. Call you don't call someone who's not a rabbi a rabbi. Right. You can call him something else. You can call him teacher, whatever. Yeah. Because if they didn't accept him as Jesus, as as the son of God, there's no way they would have accepted him as a rabbi unless he had gone through some formal education. No, I think it's backwards. The only people who called him rabbi were the disciples or the people following him. So they they had an interaction with him, realized he was the Messiah, then called him rabbi. So it's like. Do you think he was born with all this knowledge? I mean, he is the word. I just find it hard to believe that he had to be taught scripture. He had to be taught other things. Yeah. Human things, not God things. Because, in my opinion, if he is the word and he's the word forever, always has been, always will be, he's not going to learn from a Pharisee. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. Because then, I just see it like if he was a baby, babies oh, don't know anything. Yeah, but he's not a normal baby. At some point, you got to learn. But I think that's the whole, in my in my opinion, that's the whole point of him well, he coming could be both. to it's earth both. the way that he but is. He's fully man and fully God. But so he could be can't. taught and just have a divine discernment. Like it's, you know, it's just like, all right, this guy's teaching is trash. Like, well, my other, know, my other, I think the most valuable thought is all the Pharisees, not all, but most of the time they're like, well, who is this be guy? Right back. Or like, on what authority do you have? Like most of the time when he's confronted with a Pharisee, they don't know him. So if he, or they're just hearing about this guy now. So if he was in school for X amount of years, wouldn't they already know him? Perhaps. I mean, like, like anything in that world. Like if you, you don't have the internet. You don't have prints. Like you don't have newspapers. Like all you know is the people around you and the things you talk about. Like there is no, there saying. is no element of like news. There is no news. It's only the world that you see with your eyes. So I think it's just my personal belief that it's like if Jesus is who the Bible says he is, that ultimately he came and lived the way he did because it was ultimately meant to A, reconcile us back to God, according to Scripture, but also to show us the way to live. So I think he had to experience everything that we experience to be relatable. Yeah. Which requires... I mean, the human experience. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah. The Bible so. also says that he is the word. Mm-hmm. So there's like, there's like a, like, can't wrap your head around it type of stuff, because how could he be 100% both? That's something that 
it's hard to fully grasp, mm. I guess. But mm-hmm. no, that's why. I mean, so he was just born God. Mm-hmm. So he was. He was. Why? Why? Why was he so special? <laughs> like, what happened to make it like this one's God? Uh, Mary claimed was, that yeah, she was impregnated. Mary was, virgin. Mary was special. Well, the story says that the Holy Spirit came upon Mary as a virgin, so she gave birth Giggity. to him without as a virgin. Oh, so the, oh boy! So she, the Holy Spirit was in Mary when she gave birth. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that had never happened before. Right. Okay. So that was like the sign of like the Messiah. <clears throat> yeah. What are you giggling about? I can't say it. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> I'll tell you off air. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm, yeah. Because it's just like, then it kind of makes you think, like, what does the word mean? There's also, like, so many. You talking about John 1, sign, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word yeah. was God? Yeah, I still think. Because the word think, can't physically mean the text. It, like, it, it, it could mean the message God has been wanting to convey to us. But it can't, I mean, I don't know. I would say, I mean, if you really have to look at the overarching kind of theme of the entire book, it's always been Jesus, right? So God created the Old Testament or created the world and all of this, all that ultimately led to the reconciliation of humanity back to God through Jesus. Mm. So even yeah. when he created it, it was all about Jesus. Right. He was ultimately going to be the, the one that had to step out of singularity, out of heaven, out of infinite knowledge to to put aside that, to become fully man, to then mm-hmm. learn how to live in a way that would allow heaven to come to earth, which is just like, that's why I think like, even in the sense of like, when we think about witnessing to people or telling people things, it's like, I look at the scriptures. If Jesus is our example, he didn't just like, I don't, I don't know. I guess I would have to do a little more digging, but when I, when I read it, it's like, he he wasn't just out here doing this like human experiment of like giving people reasons why it's more likely that he's God than he's not God. It's like miracles, miracles, miracles. And yeah. it's just the miracles spoke for themselves. And then, I mean, even if it was something as simple as the woman at the well, where it was words of knowledge, where it's like, how could you possibly know this about me? Either way, it's like his words his words didn't change people. It was like the, this, the supernatural experiences that people had through experiencing Jesus is what opened people's eyes to be like, there's something here. Like there's something more than what we've been told. Well, in some of the cases, it's like saying sent like, cause his words definitely change people too. Well, I just, okay. So supernatural I don't know one story in the scriptures where Jesus just straight up words, told people what to do without introducing some element of the kingdom of God. Matthew, the tax collector. Or element of heaven. Just like changing lives instantly. Like the the first one that comes to mind is when he just looks at him and says, you come follow me. Then he just dropped everything and did. For the disciples. Matthew did. Well, like in, like in, in, in the t- context of like ministry, actually preaching the gospel, because even like- Woman caught at- in adultery. Well, right, but there, no miraculous there. Well, yeah, but he he talked her talked to her about because was that the story? That's you're you're thinking woman of the well when he knows. Oh, uh, the woman con adultery where he just basically says 
going. But I was more. still, I would still submit that the way that he treated her was supernatural in the sense of nature. The law says now you get stoned. And he said, no, like the person without fault, throw the first rock mm-hmm. where it's like, there's still an element of the kingdom that gets introduced to people right. beyond just like words of but that was just, you words. should believe in me. But there's still a revelation of like the kingdom of God where someone expects someone expects judgment and they receive mercy. Sure. Something like that. But to just But to you don't just, need a super super natural experience to get that. I would say that's unless unless of, the words unless I, I take it back because like for someone to truly have a revelation of God, it has to be the work of the Holy Spirit, which is supernatural. But that could be done through words. Sure. So I guess that's my only. Yeah. I just think, and even if we can find a couple examples, I just think. disciples, it was like, um, and I was just making sure. Miracles, yes, for sure, but it doesn't have to be. Sorry. But like people dropped their, dropped what they were doing and followed him because it's like a lot of people did refer to him as rabbi and it was like a huge honor to have a rabbi accept you. Like most people would request to follow people. And so when Jesus, a rabbi, asks you, you just take the opportunity. Sure. Who knows if they knew he was divine at the time? I don't know. Sure. Maybe that was their journey with him. That was what that was about. But, And that's in a similar sense. You know, when we talk about the scriptures and context and, like, do they really apply today? Were they more written for those times? What things do we keep? What things do we not keep? It is interesting, though, that uh, – sorry to interrupt you. I'm just, like, this whole rabbi thing is kind of – got me thinking it's it's not the same kind of thing that we do now it's it's basically like like you know pastors and church leaders and stuff will get try to do everything they can to get everyone in the doors right and it's just like we don't have this the small group kind of mentality is kind of meant to maybe address this and this may be why the churches were small in the beginning but like you look at no one's like no one's like this incredible like leader that devoting their life to this and then like they they accept disciple like that format for some reason it seems like it's not as popular anymore you know what i mean it's a lot of work yeah what what cycle the rabbi disciple format I I i don't know i guess in the christian world we don't even really see that you know um because I'm still, know. I'm still, in maybe, I mean, maybe like in the Orthodox Jewish cultures, they still do that. But well, I mean, where you have like one teacher, yeah, like well-known teacher, and then it's like they accept new pupils, kind of thing, like as who get taught there. And maybe that I don't know. I just don't hear about it. Like it's like if you wanted to go to ministry school, you go to college, you sit in a classroom, a bunch of other people, you know, you go through the typical. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just don't see that like. I guess you call it vocational, right? Like, you know, like following like that. I don't know. I guess maybe you call them internships. 12 interns. Jesus had 12 interns. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's dicey because I don't know no how you relate it to now. In my experience, like, I don't know. Like, at least at my church, it's like you get out as much as you want from it. So, like, if you want to learn... If you want to be like, if you want to know more about Jesus, if you want to, you can. You just have to, like, 
make steps towards that. And so I think a lot of the problem with the church today is that, like, I, I don't know, there's, <clears throat> it just takes a little bit of, like, personal responsibility. If that's something that you desire or want, like, to deepen your knowledge or your relationship, like, it also requires you to take steps to do that. And so some people, it's, like, kind of been on my mind lately that people get so frustrated with the church because they're not, they don't say this, they don't do this. And it's like, you could, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And maybe not every church is set up that way, but it's like in the sense of like the cycle, like there's a model of like, cause it's, it's tricky because no one's Jesus. Right. So like, I don't want Luke disciples. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, we're all disciples, right. Following him. But like, I mean, there's did, like mentorship did Paul, and did there's Paul like, have disciples. Well, he probably had like, like Titus and Timothy, Timothy, people that but we're called to make you. We're called, called to make disciples. disciples. Sure. Yes. But I, I guess I'm just saying like, they're not my disciples. I'm called to make disciples of Jesus. Right. So like but that, so I guess that's to my bigger point, the challenge, it's like to really, really be a disciple of Jesus meaning to live the way he lived. There is just such a gap. And a lot of it's culture. A lot of it is advancement and technology 2000 years later, but it's like, how do we, how, how can you, it's wrapping your mind around being a disciple of somebody who the scriptures say the son of man didn't have a place to lay his head at night versus where we are now. Like we have, we as just a race of people have chosen comfort. And I just, I just like that, that for me, it's like, that's a hard thing to just get over to begin with. Yeah. But I like, it shouldn't stop you though, because my, what I've learned is I, like my dad used to teach me this, but like the longer or the closer you follow Jesus, the more you realize you're not much like him at all like how much of a gap there is between you and Jesus. Like the more you study him and more you like hang out with him, you realize I am not like that dude. And, but, but it's, it's like a paradox because is that the right word? Paradox, paradigm. Paradox. You do paradox. This. It doesn't really make It you always do this. gets me. Paradox, because, paradigm. because you, you live your whole life trying to live like him, but you know, you're not, it's not, you can't. So well, I guess the only danger is the, the the self actualization or realization that that there is such a gap also becomes people's motivation to not actually become more like that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like comfort, for example, and like 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 fancy lights at church, or like you know all the differences in culture today than there were then. There's so many people that allow those differences to just be like, well, that's it. I'm done now. When in reality, like okay, the method of things will always change, but the message never will. So it's like, can you, can you take the punches with like, okay, yeah, we have, we have comfort, but maybe we shouldn't have too much, like navigating that tension of our culture versus what Jesus says. And then in the same time, living in such a way that's like, 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 like what's the word? Like encouraging and I don't know, just, too many people give up when <clears throat> things like that are realized when the goal is just to keep trucking and 
living in the tension of like the differences, but the, the things that won't change and remaining like that for the rest of your lives. That makes sense. But anyways. Yeah, I guess, I mean, part of, part of where <clears throat> something that kind of kicked off my personal journey was just like, like you're saying, it's like, it's, it's hard because like, there's not one person that I know of off the top of my head. That's actually, actually really trying to do it exactly like Jesus did. So it's like, we've all, we've all benefited from the advancement of technology and the comfort of society. And I don't know of one person that's really actually trying to do it just the way Jesus did it. And I think that's, what's disheartening for me at times. Cause it's just like not a single one. Can I ask you a question? Sure. If, Let's say all of the technology we have today was then. Do you think the method of how Jesus approached would have changed? Do you think he would use the internet to reach people if he had it? Sure. If he was a normal dude doing normal dude stuff. Sure. Like, wouldn't he have used the most? So that's but he what, still could have gone. Me. He could have done whatever he wants, but like. But he still could have gotten a normal job in that society. He chose not to vocationally work because his life was just but I'm just connecting to the father yeah. and then introducing heaven to earth. So he'd be driving around like a bus or a Winnebago with all his disciples instead of walking around, you think? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like thoughts like that, like, okay, technology is going to continuously advance. How can I use that as leverage to spread the message? Like, yeah, I to still me, think- that's the heart of God. I still think there's an abandonment to comfort. And yeah, you, you battle that. Because, Absolutely. Because, but I don't think making yourself, like there's two ends of that spectrum. Because like forcing yourself to suffer completely, I would say is also neglecting it. So like where. Because I don't, I mean, I don't look at it suffering. I look at it in the sense of like, if we're actually going to be real about it and call a strike a strike, it's like there is a spectrum of independent versus dependent. Yeah. And we, we love to go to church and do this thing and talk about how we rely on God for an hour. Yeah. And then we spend the rest of our lives, the rest of our weeks being independent I agree. and working and putting money away in savings and doing all these things so that we can be our own providers mm-hmm. so that we can take care of us. When the foundational concept is he is my provider. He is my healer. So it's like. I agree. That's my thing. It's like the gap for me is too large where I'm just like, I want to go back to basics and I just want to find God. I have to tell you a story. So we had uh, like our big student conference a couple weeks ago. There's like almost 500 of them. So every morning before we open the doors, we have like this like rally type of thing mm-hmm. with everyone. So it was like 70 people in the room. Did I tell you about this? I kind of did, but it fits the story. And I was asked to like lead the rally, which I've never done before. And in this room, there's like, like what I would say, the heavy hitters, super experienced location pastors, the 50 year old who's like way more spiritual than everyone else. People I like look up to that I learn from, they're just sitting there ready to hear from me. So for the first time, like, I was, like, 
shizing my pants nervous. Like I was like, I don't want to do this. I I didn't want to go up there. I remember pay, I had to leave the room. I almost threw up. And I'm not a, like, I don't, I feel like I don't normally get nervous. It's hard for me to get embarrassed. No, you play like these semi like pro yeah. pro am games so that are just like NBA players nonchalant every week. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So I like, but that's comfort. So this is you're what I'm saying. Out of so your comfort. Yeah. For the first time, like I literally had no, because I was going to do it whether I was ready or not. And so Chandler, my, my friend just gives me the mic. He's like, it's time. We got to go. And I'm, and so for the first time, like that I remember and it's, a good bit. Like I just took a step and had to rely like, God, you're either going to be with me and this is going to go well, or I'm about to jack this whole thing up. And it was fine. It was great. And afterwards, super encouraged, whatever. But it got me thinking like that. Like when but was the last argue. time that you were forced yeah. to do something that was so uncomfortable to the point of like, God, if you don't show up, I'm going to fail. I would argue that was every single day of Jesus's life. That, I think well, that's yeah. the difference is Every single day he walked, he, he would, he would get away and start his day with the father hours before people were up. He was in, well, it was so dark. He was spending his, his morning with the father to come down to then every day say, if you don't do something, I'm going to look like an idiot. And I'm, I'm rolling the dice every single day, trusting that it's like, it's not, it's not my own strength or my intellect. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's like, and again, it's like, I think the most important thing Jesus did beyond reconciling the sin problem is to to be the example of like, this is how you are to live, mm-hmm. which I believe regardless of how you feel about salvation or the way the world was created or the afterlife, nothing, nothing, regardless of all of that, if you just live the way Jesus lived, you will have the most extraordinary life. So how would, so you were saying no one's doing it like Jesus did. What would that look like now? I guess when we talked about all the modern conveniences and stuff. Uh, To me, it's just someone who, because I mean, they still had houses. They still had places to live. I mean, he just, he, he put zero time and effort into independence and trying to build a life for himself. His whole life was poured out. All day, every day. But that was pretty normal, probably, right? People sharing housing and walking around and doing Maybe. all that stuff. So now... Navigating the cultural differences. Now it's tough. I guess there's a lot of... Uh, see, that's the thing. I talk about, like, Christians, but... There's still, like... I mean, if, back Jesus then, was, still if Jesus wasn't coming till people. now, there wouldn't be Christians. They would just be... Look Jews. at Jesus. Yeah, they would be Jews. They'd look at Jesus as a teacher. But then, yeah, that's interesting. If he was to come now, like how would, cause it's like now it's like our culture, unless you're like a loving Christian and you trust someone to like stay with you or live with you. It's like, nope, I'm not going to like have any of well, that. It's just miracles, man. I mean, what? Yeah. If he popped off some, time, if he popped off some miracles, he'd probably get some, I mean, some it, places to everything stay. was miracles. Yeah. I mean, you know, like our version of miracles today is checking the mail or someone says pain left my body, which is maybe. Sure. You I guess we really just have to know. believe. We have to believe your opinion. Where like Jesus' miracles are like undeniable. Something supernatural just happened. Yeah. You can't. You can't look at that and and say like like it has to be God. Mm-hmm. Where now it's like our version of miracles are like you get the check in the mail. It's like all right. Well, someone wrote that check. Yeah. Someone worked for that money and gave it to you. So it's like yeah, yeah you can be the beneficiary of someone else's hard work and that's fine. 
but there's just it's I feel like it's apples and oranges when we the, the way we talk about miracles in today's world, which is unfortunate because the the scriptures straight up say, like Jesus says, like greater things will you do. Like you like you were created, like this is the point of all of this. I would say his prayer was like on earth as it is in heaven. I would just say keep looking. For sure. I've seen some miracles take place. So like what? Like like people walking again that haven't walked ever in their lives. Literal like I think it was like two weeks ago in a hot like, you know, the classic like hospital room stories, but like this this man, the doctor was like, It's over, we can't do anything and two of the people in our church were there in the room when he said it. And the guy was in a coma for like, it was like two months. And they started praying over him and his eyes opened like right then. Stuff like that. Like, like, Which is beautiful. And I think that's like, that needs to become the normal. Like that, right? I feel like those kind of stories for me to are the exception. I know. But that's why it's like, once they become more normal, like that, I think that's the challenge is like. But there's so many cases where people did the same thing. They didn't wake up. Yeah. So it's just like, or, it's hard to you know, you have cases that where was God, because if God will do it for that guy, why isn't wait. he doing it for that guy? For sure. And those are questions that everyone navigates. Well, and there's, you know, I and think, no, and no one knows the answer. I can't, to. you know, right. I can't go a podcast without mentioning Joe Dispenza. Of course. You have JJ. To. Right. Shout out Joe right. Dispenza. Thank you. But, Thank you for doing that. <laughs> it was just tough. Cause it's like, dude, this dude, this dude has purely just dedicated his life to the science behind why miraculous things happen. Yeah. And he's not coming from, you have to believe in this version of deity. It's like when these things happen, when, when we do these things, these things happen. Like he's just trying to, and that would be, but the, it's so I don't, he's trying to reverse engineer the miracle. Yeah. So being a Christian, I don't have any problem with that. I because it's all part of the mechanism that God created. Right. I don't have a problem with him explaining this stuff. But a lot of people would just be like, hush, hush, like, you can't, you can't talk about that stuff. It's like witchcraft or, you know, whatever, like trying to like peg. I don't think they necessarily have to be mutually exclusive. I think it's possible. No, they don't. That there is an order to the universe, the way that God created it, that if we live in a certain way or we focus our attention and our mindset on certain things, I 100% believe epigenetics tells us that like your thoughts essentially affect your physical health so we're we're basically just not living miraculously sensitive lives well i think because comfort is now so accessible to a whole new degree that it's never been in before probably in history or at least that we know of yeah we're not we're not tapping into that even the worst even the worst among us in this country are still (laughs) Yeah, living better than most people have ever in history. Well, I mean, you t- I mean, there's definitely correlations with like people who just don't have their needs met, and then all of a sudden there's a story after story of them having their needs met, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't put ourselves in that position, so it's like we're not going to see any right. kind of you have to provision. yeah you have to abandon which requires comfort. Faith. To I wouldn't necessarily there. say. I mean, it depends on the situation, like what exactly happened. But like you said, I think there's a mix between. People having faith in provision and miracles. I just don't necessarily think all those are miracles. Like you said, writing the check and whatever. Like people being obedient to the right calling of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like it's not necessarily a miracle, right? Like 
We talk about, yeah, when Jesus' example of miracles, it was profound. It was physical. It was, like, observable. Undeniable. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, like the fish, like blind people seeing. Again. I think that's, like that's part of the hard part for me, too. It's where, like, you have people that are just, like, God provided, like, the check came in the mail. It's like, okay. But it's just like, it's like that the, can be the, neighbor, the neighbor could see that they're, like, they were starving. So, like, they gave them one of their loaves of bread. Same exact thing. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't call that a miracle. Right? Right. It's like those people, maybe they had faith God would provide and God used these people to do it. It's not like miraculous, right? Yeah. So when I think of like heaven invading earth, it's like don't touch when shoes, Jesus boy. needed to pay yeah. his taxes, he's like, go grab a coin out of the fish's mouth. That's a miracle. Yeah. Like that's like yeah, pretty, pretty But solid. in the same breath, if you, if you like make miracles, like put them in this category, then it limits your ability to have gratitude for the things like, like us just being alive right now. Well, no, I mean, that's... I think gratitude is a part of gratitude, the pie that gratitude. ushers in the miracle. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Because yeah, yeah. you're like, that's but not a miracle. Like, I like think you only get to see miracles miracle. if you're not built building your life on gratitude. I don't think you'll ever see miracles if, but I'm if that's not already a It is a miracle that, like, piece. like, I'm saying don't... Maybe it's not the right mindset to, like, well, make certain things miracles and certain things not. Because well, that's the, like, the problem. It's like the problem is you supernatural. Kinda, you have to because at that point you get to, like... Everything I'm doing is a miracle. Like, right? Like, I waking up. I got home without getting in a car wreck. Everything's a miracle. It's like saying someone's special. If everyone's special, no one's special. You have to differentiate or you can't use miracles as proof of God. Sure. You know what I mean? So well, then you look at the Old Testament. It's like, how did the Israelites get out of Egypt? The He split the sea in half. It's yeah. like the way that yeah, the Bible it's supernatural. has. It's not the, uncommon. The way that the Bible has proposed all of this is like crazy supernatural things that don't happen naturally yeah that's like i mean that's just in my opinion just the baseline definition so it's like when we don't see things like that ever yeah then we then we look for you know we say oh this is the miracle that's the miracle it's like i i don't know maybe but it's like then i also look at it's like okay so the life that's meant to usher in the kingdom of heaven is the legitimate like abandonment of self which you just don't see in our world because we don't. But what does that mean? Abandonment of self to you. What do you think that means? I mean, it's just like you're not concerned with your own preservation. You're not concerned with like a savings account or a bank account. It's like all of those are mechanisms to. I've had friends like that. They suck. Well, well, that would be the difference though. It's, it's, it's. But it's not for it any spiritual journey. It's because, usually like they're responsible. Would you say like that's, that's those people, <laughs> those people in our worlds are a drag or they're a tax on people around them. But Jesus would have been a benefit to those around him while mm-hmm. still essentially having nothing. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know how. So it's like, that. but it sounds like that sounds like the poverty gospel to me. Have you heard of that? But do you think, like, if Jesus were here today, do you think he would have a house? Everything I have, give it up. We're going to go live on the streets. I don't like that necessarily. That's that's what I'm getting the vibes of. But if Jesus lived today, do you think he would have a house? No. But uh, it's like he would have lived. He he would have lived with his parents until he went and did his ministry. And by that point... I think he was at least known by the time he was traveling around recruiting disciples. And it's like, at that point, if people know who you are, then you probably could find places to stay. And your and your benefit to people would be the ministry and life-giving, you know, teachings and stuff. 
Because I just think that like the simple reality of like the miraculous that I mean, you like the, there's even verses that say like if we were to record every miracle he ever did, we couldn't like the, the oceans couldn't contain the, the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we were to record every miracle, like it's like. And he's also meant to be an example. So it's like the fact that we don't see any miracles to that kind of degree is where I'm just like the gap is getting too large where I'm just like. We either gotta like well, I we think either people, gotta go back to the basics yeah. or like what's the like we're just playing this game where we like we want the benefits of it, we don't want to do the work. Yeah. And on I, some I level, would say it would be irresponsible for you to to throw away the things that so like let's use us for example. Should we just quit our jobs? And should we just go? Should we just go walk around? What, well, I think the problem is now right we have now we that? have responsibilities, right? We've created responsibilities for ourselves and bills where it's like it would be irresponsible to not work and pay our bills. But that's because we've also assumed responsibilities. Yeah. So what? Like tomorrow, let's wake up and what do we do? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like no one's doing that. No know, one's doing like, anything. Like why don't we do it? Well, that's I'm that's what I'm saying. I don't see anyone doing it, mm. and it's just like I'm. I have no conviction to do that. Yeah, I guess my my thought is the things in my life <clears throat> that, you know, I've created responsibilities or, you know, God's given either way. Like, I think it's a good thing to have a house. I think it's a good thing to have a wife. I think it's a good thing to want to create children. And... I, I think using that using those things to do more good things is a good thing. Sure. But I, I guess my thought is like it sounds like from what you're saying is like if Jesus was here in my position, he would throw all that away and just go out in the streets. Yeah, I well I mean, you have to Jesus you have to acknowledge here, that Jesus lived a life that we just can't replicate even if we like we couldn't even try to replicate because but then he, why he do we call ourselves christians but that's no and i no i'm not like i'm not Christ. saying that i'm saying that's the, i'm saying physically the way he like went about his life we could still be christians and you know again like kind of do things in our way following the principles of jesus but he didn't have kids he didn't have a family like he didn't have his immediate family he had his parents and his siblings mm-hmm. so it was like you know, when you look at that, it's it, you can't. But he showed zero examples of being a father because he wasn't a father, right? Like so. But like you know, if you look at like okay, we're supposed to procreate, we're supposed to have kids, you know, whatever. Like we never saw an example of Jesus being a father. So it's like we assume that we are doing the right thing, we're doing what we're supposed to do, or whatever. But at the same time, Jesus didn't show example. Like there, there's going to be things in life we're not going to be able to go back to an example of Jesus. But we're going to have to like almost like translate his life into exactly. what we have to live with today. Exactly. I, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying it's like now it's like it's a little messy. Yeah. Where it's like we try to act like it's just like it's so cut and dry when you really start to really boil. All no, there's down. a lot of nuance. And the problem is my, my, my perspective is that the problem is people aren't willing to dive into the nuance and like live into that. They're they really yeah. just want to be told how to live. Exactly. And the problem is, like, not everyone's life is the same. There's no life that's the same oh my gosh. sitting in church. This is my thought. So it's like... the So let's say there's a million Christians 
Let's just pick that number. Sure. A million people have a million different lives. And we're all supposed to follow the example of Jesus. It's complicated. So somehow, some way, his life and or what we have of his life can minister to those million people in their own unique way. And that's that's why that that's, is the that's trick. why the more rules that you try to impose based on scripture, the quicker it's gonna fall apart. Sure. Because you can't bring this complicated structure onto like and have it apply to all these millions like so right. it's like you, you know, have you, to you, be spirit led. Well, you have to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you have to be simple. And like we talk about those two commands from Jesus, right? Love, love your God, love your neighbor, and then that's really it. Yeah. God bless, do less, whatever. Like it's just. Well, that's what I believe. Like the the person that's really willing to sacrifice the ego and actually actually tap into the heart of God, or call it whatever you want to call it, the divine creator, whatever. But it's like the legitimate energy in the universe that is purely selfless, right? Anyone who, who really wants that, I believe like you don't need a text to tell you that like you need to be a good dad. You need to be a good husband. Like it's like at some level, it's like we, we've used the book and the, and the religion and the institution to just fall back on to say, I don't know what to do. Just do what the book says. I mean, that's to me, that's lazy. Like go, go inside. That's yeah. That's what like, was saying. Take I mean, care of the ego, spirit and do what you know you're supposed to do. Uh-huh. And then that's that's not easy. It's hard. We and then again we choose comfort. We choose comfort every day in all of our choices. So it's like a, a choice to, for comfort often is selfish. And yeah, yeah, I'm guilty. It's just, I, I me too. That's 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 my problem. Is like when I really got real with myself, I'm like most of my decisions are are rooted in selfishness. And it's just like, I, I don't know that I can do this and I'm not going to do it unless I feel like I can really do it. And I don't see anyone else or at least, I don't know. When I read the scriptures, it's like a person like Jesus who was just so countercultural, was just so different. I just don't, I don't, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I, no, I feel like you're just being hard on yourself. Cause it's like, I know you're going through your discovery and like, you know, trying to find out, you know, he's Jesus who, who everyone claims he is and all this and, you know, find out what you believe. But at the same time, it's just like, I, I don't, I don't feel like you have to model Jesus exactly to get the point. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, we never, we can never reach that. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things we could do to try, but it's just like, Yeah. I I really just I really just feel like it's people don't focus enough on the just the simple things and that's like accepting others for who they are right like loving them and then loving God just generally I mean that's all you need to do I mean that's and that to me is like doing what Jesus said you need to do even notice it back in the because it's like people say be like Jesus but like Jesus I don't think he ever went around saying be me right. Like he gave us like the, the, like the two basic commands and that's how we should live our lives. It's not like, you know, you, uh, did he ever say that? Like be me, like just, if you want to follow me, pick up your cross, follow me, follow me. But he didn't say be me, deny yourself. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's everyone talks about being Jesus and I feel like I take it literally, like you're saying it breaks down when you try to take it literally like, Oh no, you need to do exactly what I do. Not saying that. I don't think he's saying that. You know, like, you know, we, we, we can follow him 
follow him means like listen to what he says. Mm -hmm. So if we can listen, we can listen to what he says and live our own lives and not have to be Jesus. I mean, I think, I think a lot of people get caught up in that. And then that leaves it open for like, well, I can't be Jesus. I'm failing every day to be Jesus. It's like, well, let me ask you this question. That's the problem. Here's the question. Here's the question. Wait, 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 I got to ask it. I was really trying to. Okay, cut, I, 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 I was really trying to cut this off ten minutes ago. Okay, we can cut it off after this. All right. If what is more effective for the gospel, miracles. Every, everyone goes and keep looking. Receives, uh, let, let's say, let's just do a million people again. A million people receive the Holy Spirit. They're literally changed forever, and then they all drop their stuff abandon their house and families and they hit the road and whatever that looks like or they all receive it and then they go right back to where they were changed what's more effective i mean the impact of them remaining in their lives changed is more effective because you so you're not saying. only you're leaving homes to be broken you're also like not a good example if anyone asks you well what did you leave to come here Oh, just my family. Exactly. <laughs> but if you I, I, go not a, change back into your situation. I'm not disagreeing with what you say, what you're saying. Because I don't think it's smart to abandon things. I don't think it's smart to abandon responsibilities that you've already assumed responsibility for. Yeah. But the reality is most people will walk down, repeat the prayer, give their life to God, and then they go back to their lives and basically it's, do the same thing probably, and they just have their fire insurance like that's my beef it's probably at some just point it's, it's like it's probably easiest to compare the person who like so if that single, helps you it's like the single guy or girl going to like jesus school say okay and they don't have responsibilities yet right they they haven't you know weighed themselves down with all that and so at that point you're saying like those are probably the people that are prime candidates to live life like jesus did. well even if you have things like into the day it's it's like it's not hard to truly be aware and and make the selfless choice throughout your day i'm but, saying you don't have to abandon everything to be like jesus well here's a simple question this is but jesus just, says this is just this is just a logic question if, if you everyone try abandoned, to save your life you're going to lose it but those yeah. that are willing if everyone in the world for me if everyone in the world was a christian and they abandoned like so okay that wouldn't make sense because then we wouldn't have to evangelize uh Half people in the world are Christians. Everyone, all the whole, all those people abandon what they have, take their families, and just go to ministry. Uh, everyone would die, right? Because like everyone can't do what Jesus does, even in the time he's doing it. Because people have to have the homes, have the places that they can hold, like Jesus. <laughs> I just don't think so everyone was meant to, to do like ministry to like that Jesus. degree. No, 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 no. I, but you are called to follow him still. Yeah. So what you're saying, yeah. I agree with you. Like, not everyone can do ministry that hardcore. Like, because it just would not be I'm not sustainable. I'm just saying, I don't know anyone doing it hardcore. No. Like, no, I can't no. think of one sure. person I, that's completely abandoned know. everything for the cause of Christ, at least in America. So, like, you what hear stories you said, of people in China and all this stuff, but it's like, pastors are out here living pretty good. They are. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty hard to say that, yeah, like people are like leaving, living like Jesus did, like relying on people. It's like not Jesus just did. like two thousand years later, like we have nicer things and technology is advanced. There's so wealthy people back then. Like he made a choice. He could have been the most wealthy, competent person probably on the planet. Yeah, 
but he made the choice to abandon the pursuit of like earthly things, material things. What were you going to say? Well, what if you pursued earthly things with the mindset of making them kingdom things? I'm not, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just it saying like- that's not Jesus. That's not what Jesus did. And, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I just, I don't know one person really. I think, I think that's why it's like, okay, I don't feel obligated I think it's because of go our, through, I think our culture to masks go through that. this lens. Like if I want I like yeah. to find God. But the scripture that you quoted, those who try to save themselves lose their lives, does not mean material things. It doesn't mean it's a selfless to, versus selfish type of Yeah. And I think approach. following Jesus' example does not mean material things. Because then it's then it's not as impactful. Everything's gonna die. <laughs> Everything that we own is either going to be in a garage sale or a dump in 10,000 years. Mm-hmm. So it can't just be physical material. Save yourselves by giving up your lives. Okay. If if my gut reaction is, well, then let's pack our things and move out. I could still save my life. Like, there's something to a deeper level internally that I have to give up in order to be saved. And I think if if that is the place of rec- like receiving from people, then go back to where you were. And and physical things you navigate. Like I I don't think it's a bad thing to have money. I think it's a bad thing if it rules your life. But if I money, if yeah. I get paid a lot of money and I use it to advance the kingdom because something changed inside of me. Like I'm living the life that I'm supposed to be. So I I guess the the overall theme of the combo which fire combo but it's not it's more spiritual than you think compared to physical acts there's yes and i there's an element of materialism that has to be acknowledged yes because and there's also the reality that most churches because like, a lot mater- what percentage of your budget actually is going to sure help the world yeah sure there's there's a there's a a lot of this like a western materialism masks any kind of, you know, what would be seen as people giving up parts of their lives to follow Jesus. Because you're right. We don't have people just like literally just giving like everything and just walking from house to house. I think culture masks that a lot. I mean, you look, I bet, I bet it's happening in other countries. Well, the thing is for like, sure, like the, where we don't have as much resource. Like, so if Jesus, okay. So G- if Jesus didn't have miracles constantly all day every day he would have just been some crazy bum that was couch surfing like that's the only thing that separates jesus from the couch surfing bums we have today sure it's just miracles the 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 thing is like and i i do i do hear what justin's saying in that a lot of pastors are living a at a higher quality of life than than like half of their congregants so what do you think they should do i don't know but what I'm saying is it's a bad look. Mm-hmm. Um, there's de- I agree. Yeah, there's definitely a line. Um, I don't know what the answer is. I, I hate to tell someone they can't have stuff. I mean, right. I do, but I also didn't choose to get into ministry either. I, I've always felt like ministry, getting into full-time ministry is a higher calling, and materialism should be the last thing you worry about. Sure. But I see that, I see the that sickness, you know, creep up even into the higher ranks of mm-hmm. ministry. So, um, I don't know. That was good. It's been good conversation for sure. Um, for sure. So thanks everyone.
again for watching. Like and subscribe. Share with your friends. And uh, and we'll see you.